you're listening to the 7200 Seconds Podcast with Coach Dante and Key. Tune in right now. Ms. Ms. Key, and we're back. We're in the building. It was another episode of the 7200 Second Podcast. I got my guy, Coach Dante, in the building. Coach, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? Happy that we uh, is back, man. Is uh, you know, it's been just one Tuesday, you know, that we missed after the 50th episode. So, you know, happy to be back and let's get rolling. Oh, yeah, this week, opening day for MLB is here, ladies and gentlemen. MLB is here. Y'all are baseball fans. If y'all have not yet got MLB the show 23, it did drop today. I'm going to go play it right after I we finish this. I'm going to go test it out later. Um, yep. uh, the coach is already playing it. Already playing it. So he's, he's already he's already playing it. But let's get down to the nitty-gritty of things. Uh, we're going to start with some uh, NFL. Not really big on NFL yet until the draft starts. We'll probably yep. do we'll probably do a mock draft later on in April, like in the middle, right before the yep. draft starts. We'll probably do one, um, a group up here, just us, uh, me and you. But Lamar Jackson, he requests a trade. Did you see this coming? Yeah, I definitely seen it coming. If they didn't want, you know, want to give him this money, I definitely seen it coming. Uh, other than that, a lot of people come, a lot of teams coming out and saying they don't want him pretty much. But it's gonna be somebody out there that's gonna gamble and that's gonna get, was gonna get him. He's clearly unhappy that the organization is not gonna pay him. And you heard it on the uh, when John when Harbaugh was talking uh, to the media. That uh, you know, Lamar Jackson pretty much shot everything down and said it just wasn't it wasn't true that he wanted to be traded. Uh, so you know, it seems like you know the Ravens not gonna pay him his money as of right now. Uh, still a chance, you know, they could pay him if a team does gamble on him, does gamble to try to get him. Uh, will they match the offer sheet? That remains to be seen. But right now, he requested a trade, and I think it's gonna be some teams gamble gambling on him. Now, the Colts is one of those teams who maybe could be in line to get Lamar Jackson. Do you think Lamar would fit with the Colts? I think Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, as long as you put the offense around his skill set, I think he can fit with anyone. As long as you cater to his skill set, as long as you cater to what he can do, what he can do and use his uh, ability and what he can do to, to the advantage. And put the offense around him. Yeah, I think he can work for any uh organization. Well, they said Washington would be a good other move for him. I know with the ownership possibly changing, possibly Josh Harris, who owns the Sixers and the Devils, are in a bid for six billion dollars to buy the Washington Commanders. Also, Magic Johnson is in that group as well. Um, I mean, Josh Harris can't get the Sixers right, but he went to buy the dang on Washington Commanders. Um, but we'll see how that goes. But Lamar Jackson in Washington, I could definitely see that because one, he has running back, he wouldn't have to run as much. Two, he has weapons to throw to and, and Terry McLaurin and Jahai Dots on the other side and the right and the uh tight ends. So I mean Washington does make a good fit, but they're set on Sam Howell. Um, and they got Jacoby Brissett. Um, so we do not know what is going on, but AP was going on, he says. Do you feel that the Ravens are trapping Lamar from leaving? You say what? Do I see Lamar Jackson? 
Do you feel like the Ravens are trapping Lamar from leaving? No, nah, I think they just uh trying to find the best deal for him. If Lamar Jackson, well, the Ravens got all the leverage though. Lamar Jackson doesn't have the leverage, so they can keep him there as long as they want want to, as long as they get the right conversation for him. But as he can talk to teams, and if teams want to offer Lamar Jackson, if teams want to offer Lamar Jackson, it's up to the Ravens. Uh, they gotta they gotta uh match the offer sheet within the five days that he signed. So. At the end of the day, I don't think a team. I don't think a team is gonna. I don't think they're gonna. They're trapping him. Uh, I don't think they're trapping him. I think they're just trying to uh, find out. Fit, find out. Uh, you know what teams are gonna uh, gamble for him, and what team is gonna go for him. And if 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 a team uh, offers him, offers him, and it's just up to the Ravens that they match the offer sheet. That's all. And if they don't match, they can get the two first round picks. They will have the two first round picks. So again. Uh, all the leverage is on the Ravens side, but do I feel like they're trapping him? I don't think they're trapped. I don't think they're gonna trap Lamar Jackson. It's either they want to pay him or they don't. So, and right now they don't want to pay him. I mean, they all they talking. Oh, we gonna get a deal done. We gonna get a deal done. All this talking. And I feel like if y'all wanted them really here bad enough, y'all would have just paid them already. But uh, I feel like the Ravens gonna tag him again next year if he stays. We'll see if Lamar st- stays, plays or not. But he did request a trade, um, so he already gave his farewell speech and all. So we're just going to see where he goes. And another trade. Does, is Aaron Rodgers going to be officially a Jets? Will they pull the trigger or are they still? I know it's an issue with they want somebody back in return the Jets, and I know that's what's the issue in the holdup is. Do you still see Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Or if they don't get this deal done, will he retire? What do you think? He's still going to the Jets? He's going to retire. He's going to retire if they don't get a deal done. He's not playing in Green Bay next year. He's not going to play in Green Bay. There's no chance that he's playing in Green Bay next year. Jordan Love now gets his opportunity. I think they're going to uh, get a deal done before the season start or before training camp start. They will get a deal done. Because that was the issue. I know the Jets wanted something back in case Aaron Rodgers reti- was to retire or you know not play. Um, after that, after the season. Um, so that's the only issue with holdup is, um, you know, Jets did sign some pieces over there. I feel like they are a quarterback away in that system. Uh, their defense isn't half, isn't half bad. So that offense just needs the quarterback because we all know Zach Wilson is not, not going to get done and Mike White is going. Um, 49ers, 49ers situation. I think they, I think John Lynch went out and said that Purdy deserves to have a shot because I'm not sure if Trey Lance is ready, um, but we don't know when Purdy's going to be ready um, by the time the season starts. So that's definitely going to be interesting. The quarterback uh, situation over there in San Fran, but I think John Lynch is leaning over to to start Brock Purdy. Um, so what do you think about that? I think it should be a quarterback competition. I think it should be a quarterback comp, a quarterback competition. That's all I think. Um, I think they both deserve a shot. Um, I think they both deserve a shot. You know, Brock Purdy proved in the eight games that he played, in the eight games that he played, including two uh, playoff victories, that, uh, you know, he deserves to have a shot. And Trey Lance, you don't know what you got out of him because, again, he, he, he got hurt versus the Chicago Bears. So, again, um, again, you know, I think it should be a quarterback competition for anything for for uh, the decision going into training camp. I think it should be a quarterback competition. They'll see who's the better guy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. See. Again, Rob Purdy gets hurt versus the Eagles. You don't know what time frame. I think they say about six months. 
That's before just before the start of the season. And Trey Lance just re probably recovering from a broken leg. So, uh, again, uh, I think it should be a quarterback competition. I think it really should be a quarter com quarterback competition at that point. Yeah, you gotta see. You gotta, see what, you gotta see what Trey Lance can do. We all we all seen what Brock Purdy can do in those seven games. You know, he played great. Uh, you know, took the team uh, on his back. Did what he had to do as a rookie to get the job done. And then you got Trey Lance. Y'all moved up in the draft to get him. Now you gotta see what this guy is working with and what he can do. Um, so I agree with you. There should be a QB uh, competition uh, now. Just today. Oh, that's right. Sam Darnold is out there. It should just be Trey Lance and uh, Brock Purdy battling for number one and number two. Sam <laughs> Donald, hold the clipboard. That's all they need to do. I totally forgot. Yeah, Sam Donald just holds the clipboard. So number one and number two. Between Trey Lance and uh, Brock Purdy, that's the quarterback competition. And and Sam Donald backup, it's the third string back. It's just a backup. He's just a third string backup. So between those two, you know, that's who should be the quarterback competition. If they don't know who to play, they don't know who to play, who to start. You know, I would prefer them to give Trey Lance another start because the reason why Brock Purdy is in a situation because he got hurt, because he got hurt. That's the only reason uh, Brock Purdy is even was even playing. But other than that, you know, uh, I think it should be a quarterback competition. Brock Purdy balled out, which made it a little more made, made it interesting and it made it feel like, you know, this guy is the, needs to be the guy, but I think it, in training camp, it needs to be a quarterback competition. The, the best man wins. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, just now, today, um, the NFL now will let players wear number zero. And Calvin Ridley will be the first one to wear number zero for Jacksonville. Uh, what do you think about the NFL letting players wear zero? I mean, it's all right. It, it, it's all right. It's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. That's just, that's just weird. It's, it's a jersey. It's just weird. You, we all know, we all know. Primetime will have an issue with that. You already know what he said. Zero don't belong on nobody. Um, but um, some other rule changes happened today too. Um, they did propose the review for the past interference and roughing the past. So of course, that got shut down. They said no. <laughs> of course, they, of course, they're not going to review that NFL. Why would that be? Uh, you know, right, right. Um, so Philadelphia amends the rule. To permit the use of zero. Okay, so they they approved the zero. Um, they uh, let me see. Uh, so to make adjustments of the play clock following an instant replay reversal consistent with other timing rules, uh, Houston put in a rule to extend the replay officials' jurisdiction to allow for a review on failed fourth down attempts. Uh, what else changed? To change the definition of a launch to leave in one or both feet, to make a penalty for tripping a personal foul, to make a penalty for illegal handing, for make, they're going to make a penalty for illegally handing a ball forward constant with illegal acts, such as illegal forward pass, to make a penalty for illegal punts, drop kicks, or place kicks consistent with other acts, uh, to prevent the offense from benefiting by an ex extension of a half, Resorting of a uh, result of a foul, and to clarify the helmet against an opponent by removing the butt ram spear language from Article Eight, incorporating these actions into permissible use of helmet. Um, so yeah, so these plays, so these these rules got implemented today. If Tom Brady was playing, they would pass it pretty much. 
What's going on, Matt? Um, still would like to see what Lance could do. What's going on, Dante? He on the Facebook side today. Um, let me see. So they approved some bylaws. Nothing too crazy. I'm just uh, going through uh, what they approved and what they didn't. But that's pretty much it. But they did say no to the um to the review of the roughing and passer, which I think is crazy. Daniel, what's going on, man? Um, so Matt Lafleur is not expecting Jordan Love to be uh, Rogers 2.0 when you can't. He, he's not going to be the two. He's not going to be Rogers 2.0. You got to see what Jordan Love could do again. You moved up to get Jordan Love. Now is his time uh, to see what he can do. What do you think Jordan Love can do in his his first season as a starter? Oh, uh, I'm allowed to say I, I'm again. I'm gonna go with uh, MIA. You know, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what he could do. I'm only know that what he what he can get on the field. I never seen. Well, I seen him play his short time with the uh, with versus the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I seen him play at that at that time, and I seen him play a game against the Kansas City Chiefs where he didn't where he did terrible against Kansas City, but he came in, he lit it up. He lit it up against you guys against you guys. So. Oh, uh, he got some good traits. He got some terrible traits. Uh, a little bit showing a little bit of inconsistency, but we'll see when we get out. When he uh, when he get out there, it doesn't look it doesn't look too good. The roster doesn't look too good as of right now without Aaron Rodgers, without Alan Lazard and stuff. I think they're gonna need to get some receivers in now, tight end in and now that can catch be a pass catcher. But other than that, uh, we'll see when it comes out. The judge is still out on you know uh, doing love. Um, so the Falcons have officially named Desmond Ritter as their starting QB from head coach Arthur Smith. Uh, what do you think Desmond Ritter could do this year now that he has the full season, going to have a full season under his belt? Uh, I say again, he shows a little bit of inconsistency, a little bit of inconsistency. He can make some bad, he can make some good plays, but he also can make some terrible plays as well. And the Falcons were kind of competitive this year, man. They were kind of, Look competitive this year, uh, better than I thought they were. But if he can not turn the ball over, if he can read the defense the right way, uh, make good decisions with the football, I don't care if you can be a game manager at all. As long as you're not putting the football in harm's way, then that's fine. Then that's fine with me. I can take that. But I think he can do pretty okay. I think he's going to do okay. Not the greatest, not good. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be okay. So the, the the issue is going around. Well, not an issue, but it is they're saying is the height an issue going to be an issue for Bryce uh, Young or CJ Stroud? Now, what can we say about quarterbacks under six feet? Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, you can even throw to, uh, Kyler Murray in there. But is there really a height issue with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud going into the draft? I think it's a high issue for us, Bryce Young. I think a lot of people concerned about his height and how small he is because he came in at 210. Uh, like I say, he's, he's short, just like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, but the problem is they're bigger. They're much bigger. They're bigger than he is. But I don't think it's going to be an issue with Bryce Young. He got a lot of uh, playmaking ability. He got some mobility to his game. What's going to uh, sustain, what's going to uh, make it allow him to extend plays and enough of wide open receivers to get open. The only problem is, is when he get hit, can he get back up? Would he be able to get up back up? Uh, that's the problem right now. With CJ, uh, a lot of teams love that he's about 6'3". He's way bigger. He's the most, he's the best, he's the ac best accurate passer of the football in this draft. He's the better peer passer, but Bryce Young can pass the hell out that ball too. CJ Stroud, just a better 
overall, just a better passer. But Bryce Young, to me, is the better overall player. And he's the better overall player in this draft. So I don't think the height will be an issue. I think the weight, kind of the weight, and him taking a sack and him, you know, getting up against bigger and stronger and faster guys in the NFL, that's the issue. But I think for us, his on-the-field talent, no, no way, no way he can deny that that he's the best quarterback in this draft. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see a height as an issue. If you can go out there and play basketball, I mean, if you go out there and play football, you go out there and play football. Again, look at Drew Brees, look at Russell Wilson. The height wasn't an issue there, and they Super Bowl champions. So, um, there's a little bit of this going on in the NFL. Again, not too, not nothing too crazy. I know they're talking about Justin uh, Herbert possibly getting ex- his contract negotiations. Him and uh, Joe Burrow, and I think Jalen Hurts, they kind of are opening up to starting that. Um, so we should see some contract extensions, some big paydays for these uh, quarterbacks, which they all three deserve. Um, will Austin Eckler be a Charger by the time the season starts? That's to be known because he was, he did, you know, open up for a trade. So let's see if somebody takes a bait on him or will he get traded on draft day? Um, do you think that's still possible? Who? For uh, for who? Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler. I still think it's possible that he gets traded. Yeah, I still I think it's very much possible. Dolphins mind gonna hurt Bryce. I mean, y'all y'all, y'all got some offensive. We, improved, we improved on the offensive line. We improved on the offensive line. Shaq Mason, who's a top ten uh at his position. Uh, Larry Tunsil is top is not top two at his position, and we got uh Titus Howard, who we made extend. King Green got some growing to do. If you look at it, man, we 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 improved our offensive line. Our offensive line can actually be pretty good this year. I, I don't think it was y'all line. It was more Davis Mills, who wasn't really that mobile to scramble to try to extend plays. It was that was Davis Mills. Yeah, that it was right Davis now. Mills, but we did have a line issue as well. Yeah. But it wasn't that it was it was bad, but Davis Mills threw turned the ball over fucking too much. 15 interceptions. You tied with Dak Prescott in interceptions. It's no reason to have terrible decision making. Even it was times that we got, it was times, you know, it was times, you know, that he had a clean pocket. A lot, it was an issue, but then not all the time the line wasn't an issue. All the time the line. Now our line has got better that we traded for Shaq Mason, who was, like I said, again, top 10 at his position. Shaq Mason is top 10 at his position. Uh, Larry Tonsil on the other side, he is top two in his position. He's top two at his position. And we got Titus Howard, who was doing good for us last year. And King Green still got some growing to do. So if you look at it, we can have an improved offensive line, offensive line this year. Uh, so no matter what quarterback out there, you know, we get um, either out of CJ or Bryce Young because that's what it's down to. Yes, they, the Texans are meeting with other quarterbacks. Uh, Will Levis, Will Levis and all of them, they're meeting with him because, you know, that's their job. They, it's their job to evaluate other quarterbacks and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's out of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. It's out of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. That's already been, you know, reported by a reliable source for, from the Houston fan base. That's already been reported pretty much. All right. And then we're going to switch it over to the NBA. NBA is getting heated because it's getting down to the wire, down to the regular season. Regular season is over, I believe, April 10th. And then the play-in tournament starts April 11th. Um, so that's Go ahead and go over the standings here for the NBA. Definitely getting getting interesting here. Uh, so for the Eastern Conference, again, we got four teams that already clinched the playoffs, and that's Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, and Cleveland. 
Um, we got New York and Brooklyn is at that number six seed right now for your playing tournament. Um, we got Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. And then on the outside looking in, it's still Washington, Indiana, Orlando, and Charlotte and Detroit. They're already out of it. But um, AJ, he had a question with three and a half games behind or playing. He said, "Does do you think Miami could could possibly sneak in? Yeah, I think Miami. Orlando, not, not Miami, Orlando. Sorry. It's a possibility. I'm not going to say it's not a possibility. It's right there. It's a possibility. I think it's a big possibility. And over in the West, we got two teams that already has clinched the playoffs of Denver and Minnesota, uh, not Minnesota, uh, Memphis. And then we got Sacramento, Phoenix, the Clippers, and Minnesota has moved into that sixth spot. And now in the play-in, right, as of right now, we got Golden State, New Orleans, the Lakers, and OKC. Dallas has slipped all the way down to number they're, – they're on the outside looking in. They're on the outside looking in. Is Dallas? The Lakers, what are they in? Tenth. The Lakers in the tenth. Yeah, they ten. Okay. But um, what's going on with Dallas? What is going on with Dallas? Like they was hot going in. Now it's instant with Kyrie. They saying is, is Kyrie Irving the way things is, or uh, Lucas got suspended because he got his six teams technical. What is going on with Dallas? They can score, but they can't play no damn defense. That's the problem. The problem is on the defensive side of the basketball. It was on the defensive side of the basketball. They traded away uh, Dorian uh, Finney-Smith, who's one of their best wing defenders. Uh, they got worse on the defensive side of the ball. I'll say Kyrie and Luka will be able to score points in bunches, but the problem is it's definitely on the defensive side of the ball. On the defensive ball, side of the ball, they can't stop nobody. You can't lose to Charlotte two times in a week. If you're trying to make a playoffs, you can't lose those those type of teams. You got to be proven that you can beat good teams. And right now, they have gotten beat by Charlotte in Dallas, and they were beaten by Charlotte in Charlotte. Now, they, they did beat the Indiana Pacers last night. But if you want to be a playoff team and make a final run, you cannot lose to terrible basketball teams. You cannot afford to lose a team that you should beat. And right now, the problem is on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, Luca's very getting frustrated. I think he's frustrated as of right now. And I don't see Kyrie ever staying next year. Uh, Luca is not happy. Uh, he's he's not smiling on the court. He's not having fun on the court as of right now. And like I say, something's got to be moved. Somebody's got to be changed. If they don't make the playoffs or they get bounced out in a playing tournament, something got to give. And I don't think Kyrie Irving will be, be, be that next year, depending on the situation. Definitely. What AP said, Dallas was number five. Kyrie comes, he's number 11. Um, they moved to 11. Is is Kyrie the issue everywhere he goes? Do you seem like it is? He, he seemed like he seemed like it is. It seemed like it is. But, I mean, again, he is scoring at a high rate. The problem, I think, is on the defensive side of the ball. They can't stop anybody on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they can score the ball. But, again, you don't got no defensive side of the ball. You don't got no guys on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't think Luca. I don't uh, – I don't think Luke. I don't think Luca likes sharing the ball with other superstars. He didn't like sharing the ball with uh, – he didn't like sharing the ball with uh, Porzingis. Porzingis complained about that. And, you know, Porzingis went over to Washington and got better. 
Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving now comes and now he's not he's not really happy. He's not really happy. I don't think the problem is on the offensive side. I think the problem is on the defensive side of the ball, and that's why they're losing most of the a lot of these games. Problems on the defensive side of the basketball. You lost uh, Dinwiddie. They also traded Dinwiddie in the deal, who was a pretty reliable defender. Dorian Finney-Smith. They also traded him. They also gave traded him. So those are uh, two defenders that are really actually good. Jalen Bronson, but we've been we've been knew that he was walking, so he's not even in inclusion no more. He didn't even give Dallas a meeting. He didn't even give Dallas a meeting. He just walked, walked because his dad, you know, is an assistant coach for New York. So it was not a question that he was gonna leave, you know, uh he was gonna leave that Dallas. He was gonna leave Dallas. So I don't blame him. I don't blame Dallas, you know, for him uh leaving or them. He hey, he just wanted to leave. He just didn't want to be there. I, I'm not gonna say he just didn't want to be out no more. He just moved up, decided to move on without getting them the meeting. So again, I, the problem is definitely on the defensive side of, of the basketball. So, uh, and, and I, when I look at their scoring, they score and they score a lot, man. They, they put up a lot of points when they play. They don't stop anybody. They put up 20, 127, uh, the other night, the other last night against, uh, what you call it against, uh, against, uh, Indiana, they put up 127 against those guys. Uh, so they can put up points. I mean, but, Defensive liability, I think that's what uh, the uh, Dallas Mavericks hurting at more. They put up 109 against, you know, Charlotte. But, again, Charlotte got, scored 117 points on them, scored 117 points. And I say when you have two ball-dominant guys, you know, hey, it's not going to work, especially uh, Kyrie, knowing Kyrie needs the ball. So, Luca, like I say, Luca, I think, needs his own squad. He needs his own squad with a bunch of shooters. I don't think he fits well. You know, with just uh, I don't think he fits well with another ball handler, a person that needs the ball in his hand. I don't think he fits well with that. So Brett says they traded away the only defensive weapon, and now they can't even guard post injury Gordon Hayward. The team, uh, the team, even if they make it to the playoffs, is getting bounced. Where's Christian Wood? Hmm. Where's Christian, Christian, Wood? Christian Wood? Is good on offense, but can't play defense. He can't that's play these. What's, what's, what's wrong with some of these West teams? And you don't got rim protection. You don't even actually got rim protection. You don't got rim protection. So the rim is open. The uh driving to the basket is, all, is open all day. Christian Wood is not a good defender. All right. So we seen LeBron come back. LeBron came back. It, it kind of knocked their the Lakers rhythm off a little bit because they was flowing a lot on a little bit. But the question is. Who the more pressure on is it more on LeBron or Anthony Davis to make a run? That's a tough question. I'm gonna say it's, I'm gonna go Anthony Davis. I'm gonna go it's more on and well I, I'm gonna go it's on Anthony Davis. I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, more Anthony. I'm gonna go more Anthony Davis. I think the pressure is on him. I think the pressure is on him a, a lot more. But I want I wanted to lean LeBron because he just got back. And Anthony Davis was holding the fort down. Anthony Davis was holding the fort down. They were actually playing. They were actually playing really good. So, matter of fact, I will switch it to LeBron. I think LeBron is the focal point. I think LeBron is the uh, focal point to getting the team over the top. Anthony Davis did hold the team down. They won games, some big games when Anthony Davis was the guy. Now, all of a sudden, LeBron comes back. They get dominated by Chicago. So, I'm going to lean more towards LeBron than Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis – it's more had the team. They were playing well. They were playing absolutely well with Anthony Davis was in that lineup. And when it's no LeBron, everybody was sharing the ball. 
playing great defense. You know, everybody was scoring at a hot clip. LeBron comes back. You know, um, all of a sudden they uh, get smacked by the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, I'm going to have to lean more than uh, – <laughs> I'm going to have to lean more Anthony. I'm going to have to lean more than LeBron. Oh, Lord, because he said – hey. Hey, you can disagree with me all you want. I don't care. I mean, it's just my opinion. I'm, you're not, just, we're not, I'm not gonna have this debate with you, Freddie. All right, so wait. So you got the the Lakers got the Bulls again on Wednesday. The Timberwolves coming up, and then they got a uh, five games in April because the regular season is done. Uh, actually, the ninth. Um, so you got the you got they got Chicago, they got Minnesota. They got the Rockets, the Jazz, the Clippers, the Suns, and then they got the Jazz again. So five, seven games remaining in the regular season. How many do they win? You said how many games? They got seven games left. So you got the Bulls, you got the Timberwolves. You They got to see the Jazz twice, the Clippers, the Rockets, and the Suns. They're going to they gonna, they gonna beat the Bulls. I think they'll split in the win the city with the Bulls. And who they they got the Jazz twice. Yep. They'll split with the Jazz once. They'll beat the Rockets. They beat they the Timber. They beat the Timberwolves. They beat the Timberwolves. Uh, so I think they they win five. They win five. I think they can win five out of seven. Because right now they in that well they in the playing, but they in that eleven spot. They can't yeah, afford. They win five out of seven. They win five out of seven. Who said the jazz is weird? Uh, Freddie says, yeah, they won't. No, not today, Freddie. Not today. Not today. Um, oh, my God. Ain't nobody scared of y'all. Ain't, ain't nobody scared. Freddie, we just ain't trying to be on here four hours. That's all. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Okay, so J.J. Rick, he puts out he, he, he put out his top five list of guards. NBA players to guard. He said Giannis, Steph Curry, KD, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. Is that list accurate? You said, uh, what was the list again? Giannis, Steph, KD, Joel, and Nikola Jokic. Giannis, Steph. You said hardest to guard? Hardest to guard. Giannis, Steph, KD. It's accurate. They all hard to guard. They all hard to guard. Especially Steph, because Golden State moves so well without the ball. Whoever's guarding Steph be tired because he's always moving. He's moving in and out the court, through the court. Um, so you know, definitely Steph, Steph Curry. Kevin Durant, we all know he can shoot from anywhere, his length. Uh, we all know how dominant Giannis is, uh, Joel and Nikola Jokic. Uh it's accurate. No, it's not. I can't deal with Freddie today. Um so Joel Embiid didn't play last night against the Denver Nuggets. And surprisingly, the Sixers only lost by five. I'm not going to talk about that because Doc Rivers could have won that game. But anyway, um, the pressure. Is there pressure on Joel Embiid um, to win the title or to, to get it past the second round? Hell yeah. It's pressure on him and James Harden. It's pressure. Hell yeah. It's pressure. It's pressure. You ain't been out the second round in how many years? Six years? Hell yeah, it's pressure. Hell yeah, it's pressure. There ain't no doubt it's pressure. All right, Freddie said he the front runner now. He lost MVP. I, I don't know if he lost MVP because of that game. We'll we'll see how the the we'll see how it is. Um, but Joel says he's not he's he's not worried about MVP. 
Um, you know, he just wants to go out there and win. But um, he wanted to play. I think the, the Sixers, the Sixers, are the ones that shut him down. Um, they might be say, you know, trying to save him for the playoffs. Same thing with James Harden. Um, I mean, which I'm not mad at. But which I'm, I'm definitely not mad at. If they want to save him for the playoffs, why not? Um, Joker, hyper efficient scoring combined with his playmaking makes him one of the hardest covers in the league. This might be NB's last year in Philly. Philly would riot if that happened. <laughs> uh, the only player in the NBA history that won it and missed 14 games. Jokic won it without question. PJ Tucker making <laughs> making a first team all cardio last night. Uh, it, it's it's it, I'm surprised that we only lost by five. I thought Denver was going to blow us out the water. To be honest with you, um, well, speaking of, I mean, I wanted to bring up one thing since we bring up all the slander about everybody bring up all the slander about Nikola Jokic and want to want to test how good he is and say. If he's that good, why this man can't get past the first round? Why he couldn't beat the Golden State Warriors? If he's already why why is he uh winning MVPs and can't get past the uh can't win a championship? We gotta say the same. We gotta hold that same energy around uh Joel and B too. I mean, he's a great player, but he ain't been out the second round. He never been out the he second round. He can't so get past the second round. He can't get past the second round. So the same standard. All I'm saying for every fan out there and every Philadelphia fan, if you gonna talk crazy about Jokic. Jokic, the same energy goes for Joy B. He's great. He's great, but you can't be losing the second round every single year. Right. Every single year, you can't be coming up short and not getting to no Eastern Conference Finals. Even though I know I'm, it's not his fault. He performs. He performs at a high level. I mean, Jokic, they perform. They do whatever they can to put the team on their back. This is the supporting cast. Yes, you got you, but you still got to hold him as a as a standard. If you're going to hold Jokic as that same standard, if you're going to say Jokic is overrated and he can't get get to a championship, and he's been to a Western Conference Finals before. Joel Embiid has. I'm just saying, you got to hold Joel Embiid to that same standard. Hold him to that same energy by him uh, not getting out of the second round. You got to hold him to that same standard. Definitely all facts. All factual. So, um, playoffs will be very interesting. Once the playoff starts, I can't wait. I'm sure me and Coach definitely going mm-hmm. to be some NBA games, so make sure y'all tune in for that. All right, so getting down to the awards here. Uh, get Brett's comment in here before we go. My question here's my question: Name me a superstar that can carry a team whose start lineup consists of Monte Morris, Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, and Aaron Gordon. Warriors were just simply the better overall team. This is true. I mean, and he won a game. He won a he won a game against the Warriors with that team with with just that team alone. He won a game. He won a game with that with that lineup that he had. All right, Aaron so, Gordon being the second best player. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so we got the most viable player award, of, of of course. We all know. So it's Jokic. You got Luka Doncic, Tatum, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Um, but who's the who? In your in your opinion, who's MVP? Out of who? Is Jokic well the top the top three? We going Jokic. Oh, it's uh, it's obviously obviously uh, Luka, and then it's Joel. Yeah, obviously you go. I'm, I'm, it's not gonna be in any order, but obviously you go Joe, you go Joel, you go Luca, and you go Giannis. Obviously, that those to me are the top three. Giannis not gonna get it, but he been because he been out. He been out a great amount of games. Uh, Joel and B. Uh, I agree with Freddie on a, a little bit upon this one because again, 
You don't want him sitting out too many games either. By him sitting out games, it can kind of hurt him. I mean, Jokic playing pretty much every game. So he could be making a case for, you know, uh, three times MVP in a row. And, again, you can't get mad because Doc Rivers sitting him out and say he got robbed because he's sitting him out in these games and he's trying to keep him healthy in the playoff. I'm pretty much sure a championship matters more, matters more than the MVP. But, again, you can't get mad if Jokic become the MVP and Joel Embiid is sitting out games. And they, the organization is basically sitting them out. So, again, I don't see – why, why, why? What's the point of getting mad? If, hey, if your organization tell you you're not playing in this game, we're gonna rest you. We're gonna rest you some games. We're not gonna let you play. Jokic out here playing every every basketball game and, and putting up numbers while Joel and B sitting out several games, sitting out some games. So again, uh, you can see why they give him the MVP because he's playing. Joel and B, you know, he's got an injury history. Even though he's been healthy, he's been mostly healthy and fighting through his injuries. Rep- uh, throughout the remaining of throughout this season, but he's also sitting out games too. That's what's probably costing them. And the Sixers have, I'm not sure when Hart again, Harden's going to come back. But again, if you're going to sit James Harden out for the playoffs, I'm all for it. Um, they don't play today, but tomorrow they do play the Cavs, the Mavs. Uh, so tell you how many games he, uh, what's the remaining schedule left for Philly? So they got Dallas, they got the Raptors. And then they got the Bucks, the Celtics, who we're going to lose. We get the Heat, <laughs> and then we got the Nets. Um, we can't be, we can't be Boston. We, we can't be Boston. We might can run, we might can run with the with Boston. I mean, not Boston, the Bucks, but we, 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 we can't be Boston. We, we can't be. Boston. <laughs> anyway, um, rookie of the year got Pablo Pinchero, Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey. Oh, Pablo is Pablo. That's no even no question. Pablo won now. Got that. He's winning rookie of the year. Averaging 21.2 points per game, 6.9 uh, rebounds. Pablo is 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 doing it up. Benedict Matherin's also yeah, hey, they doing good too. Jaden Ivey and Benedict Matherin is good too. Uh it's good too. But uh Pablo, Pablo, you know, Pablo has been uh, been consistent all year. He's been really good all year long. Um, defensive player of the year, Jackson, uh, Jaden, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brooke Lopez, and then you can put Giannis in the mix there. Who wins defensive player of the year? Uh, uh, uh Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Jason Williams, not in the top three. Now y'all know, you now y'all know, OKC don't get no love when it comes to awards. Cool, all rookie team. Okay, Pinchero, but Walter Custer should be getting. Nah, Jalen Williams on the. He's Jalen Williams is my favorite player to come out of the draft. But now, for his top three, no, he doesn't need to. He ain't up there with Jaden Ivey and uh with them and, the, and those two guys. But he, you can make an argument he's about top six or top seven rookie in the league. But for his top three, top three, no, he's not top three. He's not a top three rookie. Um, Darren Jackson Jr. is averaging about 3.2 uh, blocks per game, elevating the Grizzlies' top defensive rating. Um, and he's added 16.8 points per game. Um, you can say Brooke Lopez, both him and Giannis has been doing uh, pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, six man of the year, Westbrook, Malcolm Brogdon, or Jordan Poole? That's tough, man. I'm going to go with Brogdon. I'm going to go with Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon has been balling off the bench for the, uh, yeah. the Celtics. 
Um, I don't want to go with Jordan Poole. I don't want to go in Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Poole. I know that it's a, uh, obviously they're going to give it to him. They may even give it to him because how much he lights it up coming off the bench. But I'm I'm going to give respect to Malcolm Brodnick. I'm going to go Brodnick. Most improved player. We got SGA, Halliburton, and Lori Marketing. Lori Marketing is the right it's the right answer. Lori Marketing is the right answer. It's the right it's the right answer. It's the right one. But Tyrese Halliburton. I feel like SGA is too good to be on uh most improved. I just feel like he's too good. He's too good to be on most improved. Halliburton did step up his game this year. Yeah, Halliburton stepped up his game a lot for his first full season. For his full season, we already knew what SGA was, how good he was coming in. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Halliburton. But Lowry marketing will be the choice. Right choice will be the actual choice. No actual choice. Coach of the year. So they give it to Joe Mazzula, Jock Vaughn, or Willie Green. Mike Brown ain't enough. This, this is probably not an updated list, but oh, no, I'm going Mike Brown. I'm going yeah. Mike Brown. I'm going Mike Brown. I'm going Mike Brown. He right. turned he turned that that Kings team around nicely. Yeah. I'm going Mike Brown. Let me see if there is an updated list. Hold on. Uh, they got the updated list. Defensive, okay. So they got no, no, that's not updated. That's through December. I need an updated list. All right. So yeah, okay. So Pablo, we got yeah. Mike Brown is in that list. Um, Malcolm Brogdon. So the, uh, Lori Marketing giving the most improved. Derek Jackson. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely giving it to Mike Brown because Mike Brown changed change that. That's the Kings. Mike Brown, uh, AP. He's the he's the coach for the Kings. Um, definitely. Uh, any more NBA news? Oh, KD comes back tomorrow, so KD will be back in the lineup. Um, against uh, what are you playing? Timberwolves. And the Nets are shutting down Ben Simmons for the rest of the season. That's yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with him. Charmin tissue. That's that's what Ben Simmons is. Charmin tissue. Soft. Um, let's see who else. Uh oh, so SGA is not playing. He's out with a sprain against the Hornets for tonight, so he won't be in. Ben Simmons needs to retire. How do you know? Freddie, come on. Come on. Don't start. Don't start with the Ben. Don't start with how do I know? Don't start. Gonna change Ben Simmons' names to Ben Simmons. Yeah, pretty much. He go he street he street closed Simmons now. He street closed Simmons now. Um the Nets will probably move on. The Nets will probably move on from him. So who's gonna uh Who's gonna uh, pick him up? Uh, breaking news. Well, not so breaking news. Scotty Miller um, is going to the Falcons. That's a nice little pickup. You feel bad for Ben? Why do you feel bad for Ben? Uh, I gotta hear this explanation. I gotta hear this. Um. Oh yeah, Dame is done for the season too. They shut him down too. Uh, because I feel like it's becoming a more mental thing. Key, you gonna be around this weekend? Yeah, I'll be around. 
Yep, I'll be around. Um, all right, MLB. No, what? No, before we do that, coach, who's on your list today? All right, the coaches list. Everybody know I picked the five best players performances this weekend. The performance this weekend, but it's a March Madness edition this weekend. It's not NBA. It's not none of that. And it's a March Madness edition of the coaches' top five list, not the NBA. Uh, I'm showing love to the March Madness. It will be ladies and men's tournament March Madness uh, list. So at number five, I got Jordan Hawkins from UConn uh, over that big uh, shellacking over over Gonzaga. Gonzaga, uh, I feel bad for Drew Timmy. That's the person I feel bad for because – Drew Timmy is definitely Gonzaga's best player. And if Drew Timmy don't get going, Gonzaga is not going to get going as a team. If Drew Timmy, it's kind of like it's kind of like you have a, a little teddy bear or a controller, and Drew Timmy need batteries. The only way he uh, he runs out if we don't got batteries. Now, once those batteries go out on Drew Timmy, then That's the it. team goes out. The team goes That's out. So he was the reason why they beat UCLA. Drew Timmy was the legit reason why they beat UCLA. Yes, you can say um, uh, what you, he made. The other guy, I, I, I forgot that. Melikai, Melikai, Melikai Smith made some shots, at uh, some tough shots uh, at the end of that game. And you can say UCLA went 11 minutes without scoring a basket. That's what lost UCLA the game. That 11-minute drop that they went on was just uh, horrific. But Drew Timmy kept them in that game. And now Jordan Hawkins – uh, I think he will be coming out coming out into the NBA draft this year. He haven't announced it, but I think I think he will uh, be coming out uh, this year. Twenty points, uh, six rebounds, and his performance against uh, you know Gonzaga against Gonzaga uh, for the Final Four. And number four, man, this hurts me to my heart. But again, no coach Dante ain't worried. No problem, my guys. But I gotta go with Miami Hurricanes. Jordan Miller, he was on all day long. Uh, didn't miss a free throw. He didn't miss nothing from the field. He he actually went a thousand from the field. You know when you when you come in the MLB, you know the MLB. Hey, when you get your first hit, no matter what it is, five for five, you you batting a thousand. You pretty much yeah. batting the perfect score. Pretty much that's what he had against my Longhorns. Twenty seven points, two assists, three rebounds. Uh, for um three rebounds for uh, uh Jordan Miller for Miami is Miami beat my Longhorns to go to the Final Four and they will be playing UConn. So I feel like. Whoever wins that game will be winning the national championship against FAU, against FAU or San Diego State. The winner, though, the winner, of, you know, UConn or you know Miami probably will win the national championship. But other than that, we go to number three. Man, this guy, this guy played a hell of a game against Michigan State. Y'all don't know who he is. Uh, Marquise Noel, twenty points. You know, you know how many y'all, you know how many assists this guy had. He had 20. Yeah, 19, 19 assists. 19 assists. Yeah, 19 assists against uh, you know, uh against Michigan State in their win to clinch their spot into the league eight. They and they did end up losing to FAU. They didn't end up losing the following week to FAU, but this was a hell of a performance right here. And we go to the girls' side. So last night we got Elizabeth, Elizabeth Keekley, Elizabeth Keeley uh from Virginia Tech last night balled out. 25 points, 12 rebounds, three block shots against the win over Ohio State. And watch out for that girl 
for that lady, uh, for uh, Co Cody, her name for Ohio yeah, State. Cody, she's just a freshman. She's just a freshman. That girl is good. Cody McMahon is good. She's gonna be a problem for Ohio State. Y'all know the number one player on the list. I'll be, I, like I said, I, I don't, I want to. Uh, that was a grooming triple dub. Hey, Caitlin Clark. I, I avoided, I avoided this lady for several weeks because <laughs> I know she can be on the list every single weekend. Key knows this. Key, we said Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark on the list. I'll be saying, nah, I'll be trying to get some respect to somebody else because she can literally be on that every week. She can, she can literally make the list every single week. But I look at other, other, other ladies to see who's done, who's doing well. But you cannot, for this performance, Think the first time since 1983 they've been in the final That's four. That's man, triple double. Man, when I'm saying the Steph Curry of ladies basketball, but not just passing, rebound, and shooting it from the logo. My reaction against uh against when they play uh Louis Builder of the night. Woo. Man, that girl shot them shot them in part of the game so so bad. Louisville was up. Louisville got off to a hell of a start. They got off to a hell of a start. Uh, Van Lit, she's a dog too. She got off to a hell of a start, but damn, Caitlin Clark shot them in the game, and they shot them out. And you start seeing Marshall, you start seeing Marshall, all of them other girls uh, shoot the basketball so well. Caitlin Clark, forty-one points. This is the first time a lady had a triple dub in the NCAA tournament. Caitlin Clark, you said, don't forget about Aaliyah, ba Aaliyah Boston. Yeah, but Aaliyah Boston, Aaliyah Boston, but Caitlin yep. Clark. Caitlin Clark. I feel like Caitlin Clark. And uh, Elizabeth was better. She they were better on that night. They were better on that. They were better on that night. Uh, Caitlin Clark, forty-one points, twelve assists, ten rebounds, ten rebounds. The first girl to have a triple double in the NCAA tournament. An NCAA tournament. That was the first girl. So that's the coaches list. This was the uh, March Madness edition list right here. List right here. So that's my top five: Caitlin Clark, Elizabeth. Uh, from Virginia Tech, the big girl from Virginia Tech, big six set, six six girl, and Jay uh, Noel Marquise Noel from Kansas State, and you have Jordan Miller who uh, is playing uh, UConn for for the uh, Final Four, and Jordan Hawkins for UConn. So those are the uh, coach Dante top five lists for the March Madness edition. All right, speaking of March Madness, we're just gonna segue our way into March Madness of Final Four teams. The Final Four teams are left. Um, here uh, in the women's and the men's side, uh, some in some NCAA news. NC State Smith, uh, he's leaving the Wolfpack and he's going to enter the draft. Uh, Tracravion Smith, he will go to the draft for NC State. Yeah. Um, who else is leaving? Um, Caleb Love is trans is entering a transfer portal from UNC, uh, so he's leaving. Um, Wheeler. Yeah, from Kentucky. Yeah, he's transferred. He the uh, transfer portal. And Oregon, uh, Khalil Ware, he's going into the transfer portal as well. Okay. Um, but let me get your thoughts on that game before, the Creighton game with San Diego State. Was that a foul? Do you call that at that time of the game? 1.2 seconds? I'm not mad at the call. I think he did throw throw him out of proportion. I think he did blow him out of the rhythm at first. So I'm not mad at the call. It was a foul. I would say it's a foul. But, again, I would not say that call came down to the reason why they lost the game. A lot of people saying Creighton got robbed. No, the hell they didn't. If they made shots in the game, actual, and then struggled from the field, it wouldn't have came down to that. Creighton shot the ball poorly the whole game. Their best shooter – one of the top shooters in the country, Baylor Shireman, he normally from uh, breaking uh, Villanova's back and breaking everybody else 
and shooting the ball well. Well, was he? He didn't show up. He didn't shoot the ball well. Trey Alexander didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, Ryan Nimhart didn't play well at all. So it was a, a shooting offensive struggle for them. So that call didn't lose them the game. That call didn't lose uh, Creighton the basketball game. So it was a foul. It was a foul. But, again, if they wouldn't have caught it, I wouldn't be mad. But if I wasn't mad that they didn't call it. They, they called it because Creighton, that game shouldn't have went down the stretch like that. And San Diego State is a hell of a defensive squad. They're a hell of a defensive team. They probably ain't going to do too much on offense, put up many points, but they know how to shut an opponent down. So, again, I don't think Creighton got robbed. I think Creighton, I think Creighton uh, did not play well. They did not shoot the ball well at all, and it shouldn't went, shouldn't have to came down to that shot right there. And at the end of the came down to that foul call, and at the end of the day, you don't put yourself in that position for that to happen. You don't put yourself in that position uh, for that to happen. <laughs> Hey, um, William High, William High, I mean, uh, hey, uh, he said, he said, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Shit about shit about any of this, hey, I'm just creeping through the window. He said, I'm just creeping through the window. That's all. <laughs> um, so their final four for your men's is FAU, which is a surprise, the number nine seed, all the way down to the final four against San Diego State. SDSU, Aztecs fight. I like they, I just like, yeah, I like the fights out. Um, and then we got Miami and UConn, so we got two. Got four teams who hasn't been in. Well, UConn's won it before, but just saying, you know, four new teams that we haven't seen in the final four. Uh, so, my question to you, coach, who wins the final four? And who do you think is going to be champ out of these four? Oh, man. It's a tough call between Miami and UConn. Miami got so many players. All right. They got, um, they got so many good Isaiah players. Wong, they got Nigel Yep. Nigel Pack. You know what? I'm gonna go out on them. I'm gonna take Miami. And I'm gonna take uh FA. I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Miami and I'm gonna take San Diego State. And I think Miami wins the national championship. Oh snap, Miami Hurricanes back on top of something. Cause you know they haven't won anything in a very long time, whether it's football, uh they both, they both, both team, both Miami teams had the men and women's in in the tournament. And they kind of went kind of far. About uh, Miami girls got knocked off. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Miami too to to win it all too. That's very interesting. Um, how they how they definitely been playing. They definitely got some ballers. Um, and these games are your Saturday night games, but on the girl side, oh my god. The matchup of the century. This is a dream matchup we never thought we would see. Iowa versus South Carolina, the undefeated team. Dawn Staley's 36-0 against Iowa, 30-6. We got Aaliyah Boston, Zaya Cook against Caitlin Clark yep. and the Iowa girls. Dante, who are you picking in this game? Uh, so this is the best defense versus the best offense. I'm going to go with the best defense. I'm going to go with the best defense in Aaliyah Boston. Uh, I, but I think something uh, pains me and about you know uh, Iowa. They can shoot really, really good when they're open. When they they can shoot really good when they're open. Uh, but. I got to go with the proven. I got to go with the proven. And I'm going to go with the South Carolina Gamecocks 
to get to another national championship. So I'm going to go with – I think they're going to slow slow uh, Iowa down. You got a rim protector. You got a rim protector and a score in a Leo Boston. Well, you got two of them and Cordoso as well. But they play good perimeter defense. And, again, uh, if this game turns into a fast-paced game, I think Iowa got an advantage. But if, again, South Carolina can slow the game down, I think uh, – I think South Carolina wins this game by due and due to their offensive rebounding and their ability to force turnovers and play defense. This game is going to be like Maryland. Maryland, what they did yesterday in the first half, a little bit before South Carolina just took over the game. They didn't. They stayed away from the house. They stayed away from the inside. They they shot the ball pretty well. Um, if y'all, if you can do that, if, if Iowa can do that, shoot the ball and not have to go inside. Iowa's probably winning this game. But if they – but South Carolina is – and South Carolina and Dorian Staley is going to tell them to attack the basket. They're going to get you in foul trouble. Yeah, That's what happened last night. Diamond Miller, she was in foul trouble. Uh, we seen uh, – what was her name? Marbury, she fouled out. Yep. Uh, it, was, uh, it was another girl. It was Sellers, she was in foul yeah, trouble. Yeah, Cheyenne Sellers, yep. So they're going to take it to the rack and, and foul you out. And South Carolina is so dang going deep when it comes to their bench. Everybody who comes off that bench can play. Um, Beal, you got Cook, you got Saxton. Don't forget Caderso. She's 6'7". That's my favorite out, out of all the players, even though Leah Boston is dominant. That's my favorite. Yeah. Put them two out there at the same time. Who was stopping the Leah Boston in 6'7 and Caderso? You can't. They, yep. get five, they get five offensive possessions they get five offensive rebounds and one damn possession. Yep. So, and if South Carolina can shoot the three like they was last night, it's a, it's over. They yep. shot the three very well last night. Also, this goes. Also, this goes on Iowa behalf too. If they can shoot well too, because Maryland they didn't start shooting well till late in the game. So. If Iowa can make open shots, if they can make open shots and not turn the ball over, I think they can be in great shape too. I think this has the potential to be a good ball game and a close ball game. But, you know, I got to just go with, uh, you know. You got to ride the high hand. South Carolina, man, they're going to get second chance opportunities. They're, I think they're going to be big. They're bigger. They're bigger than Iowa. They're bigger than Iowa. If you put Cordoso and um, Leo Boston on the same court, there's no doubt I'll rebound them, get second-chance opportunity. And, and Zaya Cook is hot and making shots. That's that's too much to guard. That's too much. And Bree Bill can play defense as well. That's too much to guard. That's too much. So I think uh, South Carolina is winning this game. You still got McKinnon Warlock um, that can play for Iowa. This is just going to be a great game. Yes, yep. um, and then you got LSU versus Virginia Tech. Angel Reese, man. Angel Reese is another is another beast. Um, and then you got the uh, Virginia Tech. You got the Hokies with uh, Keatley. Who wins? Who wins that game? I'm going with I'm going with LSU. I'm going to take LSU, but I would not be surprised if Virginia Tech comes up with an upset. I would not be surprised, but I'm going to take LSU. Um, they got also Alexis Morris, who can put the ball in the basket as well. Uh, Flashe Johnson, who's really good, who's really good. I think she she's uh, I don't think she is. Flashe is a senior. She's a, fresh, she's a freshman. She's, yeah, a freshman. she's a freshman, so she's still got a couple uh, four, three more years left. So, um, 
And they also got LaDasia Williams as well up in, in, in the paint as well. They got some pretty good guard play. They got some pretty solid guard play that I like. But also watch out for Virginia Tech because it's going to be a good battle inside between the girl that I just had on the list, uh, the Elizabeth uh, Ke Keeley. Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Yep, she's pretty good. She's a good big person. She can shoot up as well, post up. And uh, Georgia Amore. Georgia Amore is really good, man. And they can – and King, Kayla King can really shoot the basketball from outside. They play basically only a seven-man rotation. So, uh, again, I think LSU is more deeper than uh, Georgia Tech, but I'm going to go with uh, LSU. But I would not be surprised Georgia Tech wins this game because Georgia Tech is a really good shooting team. Uh, not Georgia Tech, but uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech is a really good uh, shooting team. Like, I wanted to be LSU and South Carolina in the, in the final so they can go at it again because, you know, they played each other in the regular season, and uh, South Carolina was the only team that uh, knocked off uh, LSU when they gave them their first loss. But LSU cannot start off slow. They cannot. Uh, you got Poole, who, who didn't shoot well against uh, Miami, um, Reese didn't really have a good game offensively, but defensively, though defensively, she she was there and she fouled out. Um, so she can't afford to foul out. She had 13 points, 18 games against Miami. Uh Morris had 21 points. They was Alexis Morris, they was only two in double figures. The other team, the role players, have to play if, if they want to win this game. Flyley Johnson gotta play, Poole gotta step up. Uh Williams got to step up. Ladeja Williams, she got to step up. If these players step up, they can beat Virginia Tech. But if they come off slow, I, I don't think Virginia, I don't think LSU is going to win this game. Um, so it's going to be South Carolina and, and Virginia Tech is who I'm going with for the for the uh, the finals. And South Carolina is going to take it. Yo, it's not it's not a bad pick. I'm, it's not a bad pick at all. Not a bad pick. Georgia Tech, uh, Virginia Tech is really good. They're a really good shooting team. So yeah, we go, I'm gonna go with South Carolina and uh Miami for the men's uh to win to win that. Uh, we see any news happening in the women's um 80 to enter the WNBA draft. 80 draftees into the WNBA draft, and there's more to come. Okay. Um, that's gonna be crazy. Make sure y'all stay tuned here because April 10th, me and coach uh will be uh, doing the WNBA draft. Yep. Um, nothing new. I mean, Caitlin Clark, Kate, Caitlin, besides Caitlin, Caitlin Clark's triple double, um, and then Leah Boston's performance. But um, MLB, MLB's back Thursday. Yep. Uh, it's opening day. And again, if y'all have not gotten MLB the show, it did come out today. After we get off here, I'm going to go play it, make sure it downloaded. Yep. already played it. Yep. Um, but we're gonna break down and go over each game starting in the in, in the MLB starting on Thursday. Um, any news? It looks like uh Jimenez from the Guardians reached an extension, seven-year deal, uh, 106, 106.5 mil, um, including the eight-year op club option for the Guardians. So they're locking up um their uh their guy there. What position do you play? Uh, oh, second baseman. So they locked up their second baseman for the uh, Houston. I mean, for uh, Cleveland. Uh, and said Otani is expected to make an M MLB record of $65 million in 2023. Cool. 
What's good, cool? That's crazy. 65 million in 2023. Um, so Shohan Otani and uh shout out to Shohan uh, Otani in Japan, beat the US in the World Baseball Classic, struck out Mike Trout. Um the Yanks, the Yankees are uh Volpe is uh on the starting lineup for the Yankees. He's gonna be starting at shortstop. Um so yeah, here we go. So opening day. It's four games Coach Dante did. Uh let's talk. That's a lot of bread, right? That's a lot of bread. <laughs> um for a pitch and hit, yeah, exactly. Um so MLB, Coach Dante did pick four games for that um, for Thursday. Coach, we're going to pick some over-unders. So each week, well, next week, we'll pick the uh, over-unders for four games for next Tuesday slate. But since it's opening day, we're not on on, Tuesday, on Thursday. Um, but Coach will. Coach will be doing his Astros and the White Sox opening day. So make sure you all stay tuned on his channel to cover his Houston Astros. Um, so we got starting off, we got the Phillies and the Rangers opening day. Um, Phillies, you know, they get Trey Turner in the offseason. Um, so the two starting line, two starting pitchers, Aaron Nola gets the nod, and Jake DeGrom, who is recently who recently went over there to the Texas Rangers. Who wins this game? Uh, you know. If Phillies, if the Phillies have to play go against a good pitcher, they may not better hit. Loss of Reese Hopkins. The the loss of Reese Hoskins may be bigger than what everybody thinks. People can say Reese Hoskins sucks, but that man hit some big made some big made some big at bats in that playoff stretch in that World Series stretch. So again, I'm gonna go with Texas and Jacob DeGrom. I'm gonna go with Texas and Jacob DeGrom. It's just the Phillies can is it I don't know what luck they have. They always can't get away from a good pitcher. He cannot get away from play, facing a good pitcher, but I'm going to lean towards Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom and the Texas Rangers to win this game. Uh, do, they, do they win the series or are they winning this, just this game? No, I, well, I, I think the Phillies win the series. I think the Phillies win the series, but I think it's a three, it's a two game series or one game in a or three game. Uh, it's three game series. Oh, I, I think y'all win the series. I think y'all win the series. I just think Jacob DeGrom wins this game, but I think y'all win the series. And Martin Perez, he can be pretty tough too, though. Martin Perez, if he pitch, he's pitch, I think he's pitching this in this series, so he's a second guy. Uh, so they can win the series. They got the best to do it, but I'm gonna go with the Phillies to win this to win this series. Martin Martin Perez, I respect him. I respect him a lot. He 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 can be a hell. He can be a hell. He's not gonna strike out a lot. He's not gonna strike out too much. His velocity uh, is not in the high nineties, but he can get some hella ground balls and stuff like that. But at the end of the year, Astro, we start figuring them out a little bit and start knocking them around. All right, we got your White Sox. I mean, we got your White Sox. We got your Houston Astros. My apologies against the White Sox. Who you got? It's a four game series or a three game series. I ain't checked in a while. Uh, y'all got a. Let's see. Four game series. I'm gonna pick the Astros in the series. I'm gonna say they get one. They get one victory about it. Is it a sweep? No, nah, I don't think it's gonna be a sweep. I think we're gonna get one game about it. I think we're gonna get three games. They they probably get the one win. I won't be surprised if it goes two two because we always struggle at the first tail in the season. We turn on late, like in the middle part of the season. 
But I'm, I'm gonna go three one. I'm gonna go three up three one. They're gonna be the following way to beat us one game, and I wouldn't be surprised right. if they beat Thursday. So for the over under, this is one of the games Dante did pick for the over unders. So over under, we got the Astros five runs in the first. Is that gonna be over or under? We gonna be under. We playing against Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is a great pitcher. I think I think we'll be under. I think we can get two runs in the first. Um. So actually, it's gonna be Galiti Galito is gonna be pitching for y'all. And oh, oh it's going to be pitching for the White Sox. White Sox. And y'all. Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito. Mm-hmm. Are you pitching um, the first game? Yes. Okay. I thought they hey, said. I'm sorry. Just, I'm looking at the wrong list. My bad. Hold on. It's, it's, you're right. Yeah. Hold on. I went, I went out of order, but it's all right. Yes. Yeah, uh, season about this. All right. Yeah. So another over under. Valdez, seven Ks. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the uh oh I'm gonna go with the even. I'm gonna go with the over. I'm a, I think he gets eight eight Ks. Okay. Um, we got the Braves and the Nationals. Who wins game? Who wins game one? Braves. That might be a sweep. Nationals is poop. They they rebuilding. Uh, I think that's the sweep. But we I got the Braves. Yeah. We got the Yankees and the uh, the Giants. We got Aaron Judge and uh, what did the Giants get all off season? Oh, they got um Conforto. Yep. And uh, and Wilson. But anyway, uh, who you taking? Uh, I'm a. You know what? I'm gonna go out and let me take the Giants to win the series. They pitch the Yankees pitching is beat up a little bit. The Yankees pitching is beat up a little bit. They're beat up a little. The Yankees pitching is beat up a little bit. Don't let them hear you say that. Hey, they, 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 hey, you can come on, Vic. Y'all can hear that all day long. Hey, that's what. Hey, the Yankees pitching is uh kind of iffy. They kind of iffy. They got the same batting lineup they had last year, and when they go against good pitching, hey, they they can't they can't hit it. But I, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Giants win. Win the series. I think the Yankees will get a game, but I think the Giants win the series because of the pitching, the lack of pitching they got right now. Because of Rodon, is kind of is kind of beat up. They got a uh, Garrett Cole and Webb starting in that game, and for the Yankees, and not for the Yankees, for the Braves in Atlanta, uh, they got Corbin and uh, Max Fried is a uh, pitching for um, the Braves. So you got the Oilers and the White Sox and the Red Sox are on the mound. Kyle Gibson is on the mound for Baltimore, and then you got Clubber. Who wins this game? I'm going for the Baltimore Orioles. They can have Kyle Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you be a different pitcher? Why don't you be a different pitcher this right? year? Why don't you be a different pitcher? Watch. I'm telling you, you're going to be a different pitcher. Watch. Um, You got the Brewers versus the Cubs. The Cubs has did some uh, – off-season deals. Yep. On the mound for them, we got Corbin Burns against Marcus Stroman. Mm. For the, who wins this game? I'm going for the Cubs. That's that's gonna be interesting. That might be <laughs> that, that's yep. gonna be that should be good. So yep. we got the Double Rays and the Tigers. Now the Double Rays bringing back the Devil in the Rays. They only gonna wear those. I think Friday nights are, are read somewhere. 
Um, but the Tigers are going to have Rodriguez. And then you got McClanahan on the mound for Tampa Bay. Who wins this game? I'm going for the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays. Sugar Shane. Uh, you got the Oilers, not the Oilers. You got the Twins in uh, Kansas City. You got Lopez and Grinky starting for KC. Twins. KC's still going to stink. They won that World Series. <laughs> and then after that, they you after that day was nowhere to be found. They were nowhere to be found. They fell off the face of the earth quick. So this is the second game coach picked uh, for the over-under. We got the Mets and the Marlins. And on the mound is Matt Scherzer and uh, Sandy uh, Alakatara. Um, so for the over-under, Mets 10 hits? Under. I'm going to go under. I don't think they would hit Sammy Alakatara that much. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say uh, under. I don't think he gets 10Ks. I think I'm gonna go. Right, so I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna go eight. Eight eight Ks. Who, who wins the game? If the Marlins can score, I think Alcantara can dominate the game. He's gonna pitch. I think he's gonna pitch well. Can the Marlins bat gets gets to Max Scherzer? I'm gonna go with the Mets only because the Marlins bats may struggle against Scherzer. Alcantara is gonna pitch well. He's gonna pitch well, but the bats are not gonna show up against Max Scherzer. So I'm gonna go with the uh, Mets only because of that. Only because of that. And most of Alcantara losses uh, wasn't his fault. Wasn't his fault. It's a reason why he was a Cy Young, a Cy Young winner last year. Most of the losses wasn't his fault. When he pitched, the team did not score well for him. So. I'm gonna go with the Mets only because you know the uh Marlins is not gonna put runs put that many runs on the boards for them. Now you got the Pirates and the Reds. Is the Reds gonna be poopy again this year? I think they are. I'm going Pittsburgh here. <laughs> Pittsburgh got Keller and Green on the mound for Cincinnati. Uh the third game for the over-under. We got the Blue Jays against the Cardinals. Uh we got Manoa. And uh, McCullough's for uh -huh. the uh, the um, St. Louis. So, over under Springer gets three hits. I'm gonna go under, he gets two. And does Vlad get two home runs? No, I don't think he gets a home run this game. I think he gets a hit, but not a home run. So, who you got winning? Uh, I got the Blue Jays. And we got the Rockies and the Padres. We got Marquez and Snell's on the mound for San Diego. San Diego got the powerhouse going with um, Chato. And I don't know if uh, – what's his name will be back. I think he's done his suspension. Uh, mm -hmm. Tatis. Yeah, he's done his um, So who wins the game? Padres. The Colorado Rocks is going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. <laughs> oh, Lord. We got the Angels and the A's. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Angels. They, they're, be, they're better than the A's. The A's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They got Shohan on the mound and then Muller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that, that's a pass. <laughs> they, not hit, they not hitting Shohei. They not. No, no, no. That's a pass. No, no. They not hitting Shohei all the time. Uh, we got the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. 
Who's pitching for the Diamondbacks? Uh, Gellin, and then you got Urias uh, for the for the Dodgers. I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks to win this game. I'm gonna pick the Diamondbacks. I think the Do- I think the Diamondbacks are better than when people actually think the, of them. I think they shown a good showing last year when it going 74 and 88. I think that's a good showing for them from last year. They swept us. Yep. So I, I'm I'm gonna take the Diamondbacks. So damn, every other Diamondbacks sweep y'all, huh? They beat y'all, huh? <laughs> Horrible. Getting swept by no name teams. <laughs> that was oh my god. That's why I didn't think the Phillies was gonna make it to the playoffs. The way they <laughs> and then they end up. Going to the damn World Series, shot the hell out of me. And then the last over under game, we got the night, uh, the nightcap of the night uh, is the Guardians and the Mariners. We got Jay Rod, who's on the cover of MLB The Show. He get yep. four RBIs over under. I'm gonna go with the oh, I'm gonna go with the under. I'm gonna go with three. Who wins the game? The Mariners. Uh, they got Castillo and they got Shane Bieber. That's a good pitching matchup. That's a hell of a pitching matchup. Definitely good games. MLB will be on deck. So, you know, of course, we're going to be getting these over-unders in. Um, first, I'm going to say his Mariners. Uh, yep. Anybody else? Nothing new. Let me see the XFL. Um, are we still undefeated? Oh, <laughs> 6-0. The DC Defenders are still undefeated, while the the Guardians hasn't won nothing. They are zero and six. Damn, the Guardians zero and six. But your Houston teams won uh, four and two. Yeah, we lost. Great. This this matchup should be. uh, We got the Battle Necks, the Battle Hawks, and the Roughnecks on Sunday. Uh, You Mm -hmm. got the Brahmins and the Vipers, DC versus the Guardians, and then you got the Sea Dragons and the Renegades for Friday. so yeah, definitely. It's, it should be a good matchup in the uh, XFL. XFL has actually been, you know, pretty good. Yep. Um, yes. So um, yeah, look out for that. Let me see what else. Um, nothing going on for boxing. I know the next fight. I know the next big fight is Tank. And um, yeah, Tank and uh, Ryan Garcia. That's the next big fight. UFC is going to be uh, Izzy getting his rematch against uh, Pereira. That's going to be a good one. And, again, WNBA, the draft is the 10th, so that's coming up. Wrestling fans, WrestleMania, I will be doing both nights. So make sure y'all want to come on in, have some fun. Um, We'll be doing WrestleMania both nights, Saturday and Sunday. It is WrestleMania uh, lineup. So, uh, yeah, tune in. Let me find out. We we actually done for the, uh, you know, for, for this stream. Not a real big live stream because it wasn't that much to talk about really yep. coming in the NFL. I know the NBA is going to be popping when it, the, the playoffs start. Um, March Madness, we still got the Final Four. Yep. Um, the draft, some draft talk. Again, we'll be doing, me and Coach will be doing a, a mock draft of our own um, pretty soon. Um, but what you got in the works, Dante? What, what's up with you? What's well? I got the I got the uh, Marin. I got the uh, tonight. I'm, I'm I'm gonna have the Toronto Raptors, and I'm going to have the um, I'm going to have the 
the Toronto Raptors, I'm going to have the Toronto Raptors game tonight. Tonight, uh, they will be playing the Miami Heat at home. So that's going to be a pretty interesting game tonight. So I'll stay tuned to that. And then, you know, I got the uh, women's Final Four coming up uh, Friday, the men's Final Four uh, on Saturday uh, as well, probably. You know, and uh, Thursday, you know, I got the opening day baseball, my Astros uh, open up versus the White Sox at six o'clock. Uh, if the uh, Mariners game on uh, MLB Network, I may be doing that one, too, for a late night baseball stream. So, you know, I got a lot of activities in the work. Coach Dante, the hardest working man that I know. Uh, if y'all not subscribed to Coach's channel, make sure y'all to uh, subscribe to the channel. Um Links in the description. He's always streaming. Um, he's in other shows. You know, he'll get off one show, hop right back in another one. So, coaches, the grinding, the 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 one man I know that grinds all day, every day. Um, yeah. he, I I think he gets sleep sometimes, but you know, yeah, at least a couple hours, couple hours, at least a couple hours of sleep. But um, again, so we, you know, I got the WrestleMania going. Uh, that's this weekend. Um. I'll be doing some Phillies games, but that won't be too late, late into the season. We're going to be doing some uh, NBA and other stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get on out of here. Another 72 in the book. Again, we on a, we on that 100th episode. Again, the 100th episode, the Jersey giveaway. Um, so tune in for that when the time comes. We, we are halfway there at episode 52 right now. Um, but anything else? You gotta say before we get on out of here, man. I just appreciate everybody for tuning in to the show, man. Uh, today, man, thank you guys for showing love to us and supporting us. Y'all continue to uh push that algorithm out there for us, man. We on our way, you know, to a hundred, a hundred episodes, man. But we gonna get that, man, one day at a time, one Tuesday at a time. So happy to have it, happy to uh have uh come back, happy to have the show today. And uh, check us out on Spotify as well. And uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, you in the car, you in the gym, you want to listen to us on the audio side, make sure you go on there and, and follow us, leave us a review. Um, appreciate the algorithm over there. Um, so, yeah, but we're going to get on out of here early. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to see what MLB the show is all about. Um, Coach got his uh, game coming yep. up soon. No Jimmy Buckets tonight. So that game might go a little crazy. Um, that might be Toronto's yep. game. Yeah, uh, see other role players step up in, in absence of Jimmy Buckets. But we're gonna get on out of here. Appreciate y'all, everybody down in the chat. Y'all already know. I uh, appreciate y'all down to Freddie Koo AP. He's always in here. Cool. Uh, appreciate y'all. Damian Rob came inside. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Each and every one of y'all are. We appreciate y'all each and every week coming in and uh, checking us out. Comment. Thank y'all because yep. y'all are the, the fuel that keeps us going especially interacting with us. So definitely appreciate y'all. Uh, but we're going to get on out of here. Love, peace, and hair grease. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do. And if you are, make sure you do it safely. Uh, we're going to get on out of here, y'all. See y'all. Peace out, you guys. Bye. Yo, no, I ain't the type.
type to give up If I do something, man, I do it till I get what I want I turn a business out of nothing into something I love I got a poker face, but honestly, I'm not one to bluff I flip a switch Thank you for listening to the 7200 Second Podcast with Key and Coach Dante. Make sure you leave that review. Let us know what we're doing. And again, thank you for listening.